0: This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports. But they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one price, any design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L A G A S P O R T S dot com. Own your look, own the game.
1: You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds.
0: Episode one hundred and two of the morning skate. If you're listening, this worked, and hopefully, it sounds better. Kinda kind of got called out. They said they couldn't hear Hal too well. So we're uh we're experimenting with different recording studios. We might even get a mic next week. Who knows? But you got Ked here. This is my voice. Hal's here too, looking uh just ready to go to podcast here on, on a Sunday night. How's it going, buddy? How you living?
1: Sunday, dude. I, I'm it was a long it was a long week followed up by what felt like a very short weekend. Just that 840 on a Sunday night feeling right now, but I'm excited to be here. So I'm gonna I'm <laughs> gonna rally for the troops.
0: Ah boy. Uh it was the first week of the NHL regular season, which was pretty cool. So we have some stuff to talk about there. We're gonna uh, talk about our respective teams, a little beer league roundup new segment that we're doing. We're just kinda kinda talk about our weekly performances now that Hal and I are both playing beer league, then we're gonna get into our Patty B hotline. From there, we're going to have our uh, Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros brought to you by Logos Sports with a pretty funny Lee Stepniak announcement. And then from there, we'll do our three stars. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it. NHL in the news, a little bit of rush. Take it away. All right, NHL in the news time. We just played that NHL song, so we might as well keep talking songs. The NHL announced a two-year partnership. Uh, it's kind of like the Sunday night football song looking thing, except for it's the Wednesday night song, and it's going to be sang by Green Day, of all people. Uh, the partnership kicks off October 9th with the debut of their new song, Fire Ready Aim, which if, if you've been alive, it's actually Ready Aim Fire, so that's wrong. And it's going to be featured again on the Wednesday Night Broadcast on NHL and NBC. So, how? I mean, NHL keeps throwing these artists and these weird bands in our face trying to make music, all this stuff. We've kind of talked about it, how, you know, that's not really their bread and butter. They're coming out with Green Day. What do you have on Green Day? Are you a Boulevard of Broken Dreams kind of guy or no?
1: I'm not really a Boulevard of Broken Dreams kind of guy. I am a Dookie guy. I will say I am a big fan of 90s California punk rock. Like, that's right in my wheelhouse. They were right in that, like, Blink-182 offspring, like, time of my life. When I, like, I
0: did,
1: like, like, a trick bike with the pegs on the back. And, like, I attempted the skateboard, like, three times. Like, they were there for me during those times. Still listen to some of that music, but... If anything, I think this just reflects poorly on Green Day because there's nothing, I can't think of anything less punk rock than signing up to do the NHL Wednesday night song.
0: I don't know, man. Like, I think that, you don't think that that's punk rock, dude?
1: No, not at all. That's just like commercial bullshit. Like, to me, that's like, they're supposed to be against the corporations. They wouldn't want to do something. If this was the 90s, they wouldn't want to do something for, like, NBC Sports. Like, that would never be that would never be in question. Like, I just think it, they lose street cred. That's my personal opinion.
0: That is true, but on September 10th, the article came out. Uh, it's, it, the article is entitled Green Day Announces 2020 Tour Date in San Francisco Goes Wild on Twitter. Uh, they were quoted <laughs> saying, we're going to teabag these motherfuckers. Green Day Announces new tour and ma- an album with hella mega So they're teabagging MFers, dude. Is that punk rock still or no?
1: That's a little punk rock, but I mean, at the same time, I think my point still stands. But it's really going to come down to are they going to teabag the audience on Rivalry Night or are they just going to put out some like passive bull crap like bullshit song? It's 50 50. If they teabag us, I might be there for it. (laughs) If it sounds like it's a part of like an NHL hits soundtrack, then I could be okay with it.
0: I agree with that. I just, the fire ready aim. I I mean, it's Ready, Aim, Fire. All they had to do was change one word, so I'm already kind of skeptical on what this is. Or is that punk rock?
1: Fire. Yeah, right. Well, they're not conforming to what they should actually be saying, so maybe I could get down for that, too. You know, like, as soon... What is the name of the song? Uh, Fire, Ready, Aim. Oh, you know as soon as they say, like, aim, like, the beat's going to drop or something, and then all of a sudden it's just going to be guys, like, taking huge clappers and stuff like that. I can already see, like, the highlight reel pregame, like, some stupid fight from, like, the 70s that has nothing to do with today. And then just, like, a video of some, like, fourth defenseman just sniping. Rivalry night.
0: Rivalry night with Green Day. Uh, welcome to the show, boys.
1: Moving on. Uh,
0: next one. This this happened in preseason, last preseason game. Evander Kane was suspended for three games for abuse of an official. I don't know if you saw this. Vander Kane and Derek Englund were kind of going at it. The ref went to step in because we talked about this last week, how refs are kind of stepping in earlier, and it's just – I don't think it's a great idea. Well, this ref took a two-handed chop to the side from a Vander Kane that was meant for Derek Englund. Like any hockey player does, the ref got his number. Not three seconds later when he tries to break everything up, he he tackles him. Just says, Vander Kane, sit down, buddy. So he sits down to Vander Kane. The Vander Kane gets up, gives him a shove, gets suspended three games. Of course, afterwards, they interviewed Ryan Reeves. and Ryan Reeves said, oh, poor Evander. Poor Evander. And Evander Kane was saying how he gets judged differently than other players in the league. And Ryan Reeves says that's absolutely not true, that he needs to hit the weight room, all this stuff. What do you have on the Evander Kane saga? Uh,
1: I don't know. I don't have a ton on it. I guess the one thing I would say is, like, I think that refs der- – I know it's, like, slowed down and stuff. It seemed like his reaction was kind of slow, And I think he was a little too handsy in the situation. Like, I will give it to Evander Kane. The ref was a little too handsy for my liking. I'm not really sure what he was doing there. But if a ref started touching me like that, too, I'd be like, whoa, buddy, chill. At the same time, though, you have to know, like, you're going to get suspended if you touch the ref. Like, it's, like, automatic, dude. Like, even if it's wrong and if he's cool with it, whatever, like, if – I don't know. To me, like, you just have to know, regardless if the ref's in the wrong, if you push them, you're going to get suspended.
0: Yeah, 100%. And it goes back to Vander Kane throwing that slash when the ref was trying to get in the way and the ref just ate it. I think if that slash doesn't happen, this probably doesn't happen, so...
1: Yeah, you you can't fault Vander Kane for that part of it. Like, he hit the ref by accident. Like, that is going to happen. But as as
0: a referee, if you get fucking tagged in the side, I can see how you'd be like, okay... I'm going to use my power against you.
1: Well, to finish this, right, so I don't get hit by accident again. Because, right, the ref at that point is like, oh, shit, like I'm in the middle of this. I need this to end. I still think just the way he went about it was funky.
0: <clears throat> so I don't think that's how it happened. I don't think he said, oh, I need to finish this. I think he thought this motherfucker just slashed me in the side. Time time to flex.
1: Well, then he's an idiot
0: too. Yeah, I think they're both idiots. I don't. I think that's exactly what happened. I think the ref was pissed off that he got freaking sticked on the side.
1: That's fair. All right, so Morning Skate official deliberation on that is they are both dumb.
0: Yes, 100%. Uh, Keeping with Vegas, uh, Vegas Twitter, they've been around. We already know all about it. They went and they liked all the shark sad tweets about, like, them losing and all this stuff. We know that you have a rivalry with the guy who runs the Las Vegas Golden Knights uh, social media accounts. If you could just take 20 seconds and call him out, because I know that's what you want to do. Let's hear
1: it. No, I don't give a shit about the, the social media guy. He stinks at his job, and I don't have any time for him. If he ever wants to come on this podcast, I'd love to talk to him, though. What I want to focus on is the NHL's preferential treatment towards the Vegas Golden Knights. I think it has gone on for too long, for too far. Flashback, right? It's the springtime. Sharks get that like five-minute power play. They bounce. They bounce the Golden Knights from the playoffs. Season ends. And it's fucking chaos, right? Everyone's upset. Everyone's blaming the refs, this and that. What are the odds? What are the odds that the only way the schedule could have been conformed and, like, figured out was that Vegas and the Sharks would meet in the first two games? And I know what everyone's going to say. Hal, one, you're upset because you picked the Sharks to win the West Western Conference, which I did, and I will stand by that still. Two, you hate the Vegas Golden Knights. This is true. But what did the Sharks have to win in this game? Nothing. They're the ones who got away with murder in the playoffs last year. And although Dallas, I saw uh, Eakin and like a couple other players came out saying, we didn't hold the grudge, we moved on. That's bullshit. They were so pumped up to play this team twice. And in the preseason, I think, too. There was all those fights in the preseason. I just, to me, it felt like they were NHLs basically throwing the Sharks into a fucking fire. And there was no way they were going to win.
0: Okay, yes. I agree with that. But also, I mean, we kind of talked about it last week. The Sharks and the Knights are probably the biggest rivalry in hockey right now, which is, it's kind of sad if you really think about it, because Vegas just joined the league and like you have like these original six teams, like the Bruins and the Canadians, I wouldn't really consider them as much of a rivalry as what they used to be. Same with like the Rangers and the Islanders pretend like there's one, but that's a joke. Uh, hopefully with Zikako and Hughes, there will be. But I think in terms of rivalry and like getting people pumped up for the NHL regular season, I'm not against them having to play home and home.
1: I don't know. I think one game makes sense. I think two games against, like, your rival in the division, the first two games of the season's kind of fucked up. Imagine if, like, you had already played half your games against the Devils and it was, like, the third, second week of October. Wouldn't yeah. you kind of say, damn, that sucks?
0: Yeah, no, yeah,
1: because you definitely want it to last as the
0: season's going on because the season's kind of a long grind, but yeah, I, I, I kind of get it. I get both sides
1: i get you know, what you're saying i will it's really just a ratings play by the sharks what you said and i totally agree with that but if they're gonna do a home and home if i was a fan i would prefer it was in like february like if it, that game was in february when like the hunt's going on those two games would be sick i don't know that's my opinion
0: and who knows we totally didn't look up the schedule so they they could again play a home and home in february that's also very likely those things tend to happen to us but yes uh moving on carolina hurricanes uh This was actually pretty funny. Joel Edmondson gets dealt to the Canes for Justin Falk. Preseason, he goes to take a lap, forgets to take his skate guards off. Um, I like Joel Edmondson. This is a tough look because I think every single hockey player has done this at one point in their life, whether they're a might, Pee Wee, Bantam, all that stuff. It was kind of nice to see an NHL player do it because it's like, okay, they're not that perfect.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree with that. I like Joel Edmondson, too. It's a shitty look, dude. I kind of want to switch it up really quick when we're talking about the Hurricanes though. There is a lot of people right now in Hurricanes Land saying how great of the signing Jake Gardner was. I get it, right? He's a skilled player. He had a really tough shake in Toronto. I think he's definitely gonna be better for them, but I think it's a reoccurring theme that's gonna come up in the NHL in the news, and that's Jake Gardner is someone who's gonna be great for you in the regular season, but he is not a defenseman that's gonna help you win a Stanley Cup. And I will stick to that point. Um I just think they're acting like it was the best signing of the summer. Like, it's game two. He's shown some offensive flash. It looks like he has some confidence back. That's awesome, but I'm just not going to buy into Jake Gardner being such a free agent for deal.
0: Okay. I don't know much about Jake Gardner, and you see a lot more of him when he was on the Leafs, so I'm going to take your word for it. Fair enough. And while we're on the Carolina Hurricanes, I just want to mention last week Hal uh, came out with a 95% sure that the the storm surge was dead storm surge is not dead and not only is it dead dougie hamilton was the first one leading the way leading the charge leading the surge as they go jump gallivanting into the boards i mean again
1: yeah i'm sorry dude i don't know i guess it's actually kind of worked out nice because then you kind of got like lifted up to be brought back down um which i enjoy personally but I apologize to the fans. For some reason, I don't know if I heard someone said that. Maybe I heard someone's opinion saying they can't do it again, but it, I guess they're going right back to the well.
0: It's probably my opinion.
1: <laughs> Possibly.
0: All right, moving on. Ottawa Senators uh, decide to partner with Liv. If you are a new hockey fan, you don't know this. There was a huge controversy last year as tons of the senators were in the back seat of an Uber just roasting their coaching staff, uh, Borietsky pretty much everybody it was this giant thing this year they come out they partner with Lyft. partnership starts october 5th just in time for the home opener uh includes an exclusive lift pickup and drop off zone at the main entrance of the canadian tire center uh, along with discounted rides on select game days now do you think that they did this because it's like a a good business move just to have like a make a little bit of money type stuff or do you think they're still holding that grudge against uber because like that's too funny. There's no way. I think it's kind of like a joke.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, personally, I think it's probably just a joke that they did this. At the same time, though, they're ring so far out of the city that, like, I think they're kind of like the Arizona Coyotes where they're set up. They're really dependent on, like, ride shares, like picking people up and dropping them off to the game so they can drink and have a good time and then go home. So I think having a partnership with one of them is something they really have to do, and they probably knew, like, how tough a look it was uh going back to uber because wasn't there that story last year after the whole duchene thing happened where like the rink was lit up with uber ads like during the game so that was tough um definitely i mean it was actually kind of a funny move i liked it um the one thing i was gonna ask you though dude it seemed very like on brand for the ottawa senators and you can correct me if i'm wrong but like the difference between uber and lyft to me is like When you get into an Uber, it's usually going to be, like, a somewhat nice car, and, like, you're probably going to have an awkward conversation, but maybe there's, like, a couple candies in the back, and, like, it's pretty dry clean, like, cleaned out. And then if you get into a Lyft, it's usually, like, an 07, like, beater, and there's, like, stains in the back and shit like that. Have you had similar experiences to me where it kind of seems like the Ottawa Senators are the Lyft of the NHL in a sense?
0: Yeah, so I've never taken a Lyft, uh... I've only taken Ubers, and I, I just think, like, Lyft is kind of the T-Mobile of of the uh, driving people around, uh, like, transportation network, I guess, whereas Uber would be, like, the Verizon or, like, AT&T. Like, do you kind of get that vibe? I feel like it's kind of like
1: good. the T-Mobile or
0: Cricket of transportation.
1: That's fair. That's fair. I mean, the, usually their rates are a little bit cheaper, so I use it sometimes, but I don't know. Fucking good for Ottawa, I guess. I. Ottawa's been too quiet so far. Like, they kind of got they got beat up twice, and that's pretty much all that happened. So I'm waiting for some, like, juicy stuff to go down. Like, how long till you think we get our first ridiculous Ottawa Senators story? I think we already got it. I didn't write it down here because it ended up being a
0: not story, but there was a report that Robert Kraft's granddaughter said that Robert Kraft was planning on buying the Ottawa Senators, and it sent the entire NHL into a whirlwind. And then they found out that the girl who said that, like, that's not the granddaughter. Like, he doesn't have a granddaughter named that. <laughs>
1: It was just imaginary person.
0: Yeah, but Bobby Kraft's buying the Ottawa Senators.
1: Jesus, that's unreal. Yeah, no, I mean, that makes sense to me um, that that story would come out. That's not exactly, like, on the same par yet, but just the fact that the Ottawa Senators would be the organization to have a fake person buying their team.
0: Yeah, and uh, one last thing, and the New York Post article came out two days ago, NHL must step in to stop shady Senators owner Eugene Melnick. Eugene Meldick most recently lost 900 grand gambling is trying to sue to get it back. So that's another Ottawa senator story that we have come out.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, that's some good stuff. Good stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh, now we're moving on to the New York's junior varsity team. The New York Islanders, Wade Joshua Sang. He was a, a late first-round pick with tons of talent. He showed up to camp one time. He forgot to set his alarm. There's, it's just been a giant headache since he's been there. Uh, he got waived, nobody picked him up, and then he didn't show up to practice. So for about an hour and a half, it was pretty much just Josh Hossein didn't show up. So I wrote an article about it. And then they interviewed Lou Lamarello and Lamarello said that Hosang's uh, agent reached out for a trade, and he told Hosang to just kind of chill until I can figure out a trade, and if we can, I expect you to go back to Bridgeport. So l- more Hosang drama. Shocking. Uh, what do you have on this?
1: Yeah, so my whole thing on this is... Lula Amarello's like, basically saying, like, he'll try to trade him or whatever. Isn't that kind of a crock of shit? Like, the guy just cleared waivers. Like, who wants to make a trade for him? Like, every single team just passed on him without having to give anything up. Like, are they going to package a deal to move Josh Hosang? Like, that just doesn't make sense to me.
0: So, I was hoping you weren't going to ask that question because I don't clearly understand it. But one of the big... trade insiders or whatever came out and said pretty much just because people get waived doesn't mean that they're not going to be leaving if they're waived they got to be picked up by another team and and with the rosters where they're at you would have to drop somebody so if somebody gets waived doesn't necessarily mean that they're leaving that a trade also could very well be in the future of that i don't get it but that's what they said
1: yeah and that makes total sense to me but my thing is that also shows that every other team in the nhl doesn't think he's better than like the worst option on their roster like there's got to be some like 13th 14th guys on rosters right now that you have to think, yeah, I would waive this guy for Josh Hosang. So that didn't happen. I get what you're saying. Maybe a team moves another minor league player or some shit like that. But then he's just stuck in the minors again. And then what's he going to do? Complain again that he's in the minors? Like, do you want to drink that guy and put him in the AHL when he doesn't want to play in the AHL where he is now?
0: Yeah. I mean, I kind of liked it because Hosang and Daniel Sprong are two guys that, like, these analytical people just absolutely love. And they pass through all NHL teams and weren't picked up, and that was just a win for the good guys. I was pumped to see something like that happen. Fair. It's fair. Uh, moving on, Alex DeBrinket signs a three-year, nineteen-point-two million-dollar contract with the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, I know he scores a ton of goals. He's a smaller forward, shocking for Chicago. Uh, what do you have on this deal? I think it's pretty good. Didn't he? I think he scored like forty goals last year, so making six point. I don't know, six point three or some shit like that. Maybe a little bit over a year. What do you have on that?
1: Yeah, I like the move. I don't know. I don't think there was. I think it's a fair number. Uh, and he's a good player. Like the Chicago Blackhawks don't have too many young like studs. You're right. He put up forty one goals last year. He's basically. I mean, if you look through it all the way back to prep school, it looks like he's pretty much scored at least fifty goals every single year of his life. Uh, do you being for that his- good
0: at hockey, dude. Holy shit.
1: Yeah, the only time he didn't was just his rookie year where he still put up 52 points and 28 goals. So, I don't know. He just seems like a kid who's going to continue to do well. I don't – where they decide to put him in their lineup, like I don't know if he's someone who's always going to ride on to like Patrick Kane or if eventually that's someone that they'll try to kind of develop their own second line with. But he's a good piece. Like it would be really hard for Chicago to justify like not trying to pay this kid money.
0: Yeah, and with Chicago and their contract and stuff, I thought this was one of the better ones that they did. Um good for him, American kid, right?
1: Yeah, Erie Otters. I think he's from like Michigan or something like that, but he played on those crazy uh Erie Otter teams with one of the Stroms and uh McDavid. So he was on that crew. Not a bad team. Um
0: uh, next story, this is going to involve you a little bit more than me. Uh the Boston Bruins played the Dallas Stars in the game. Roman Pollock went for a hit against I think it was Chris Wagner. When he went to hit him, he went a little bit low. And if he actually hit Wagner, probably would have been a dangerous place. But Roman Polak pretty much Adam equates himself, falls into the boards uh, within seconds. Not This didn't happen afterwards, but within seconds of this happening, Jack Edwards said uh, something along the lines of it being hockey karma. People got really, really pissed off at Jack Edwards, as they normally do. Um from there, the next day, they asked Edwards about it again, and he said that he wouldn't take anything back, and that he thinks that him and Brick nailed it with the self-induced injury. I know you're gonna stick up for Jack Edwards, so the people, let me let me be the person who would argue against you. This is a scumbag thing to say. You can't say karma against somebody who's lying on a stretcher. Uh, Jack Edwards is a huge homer, and he's a piece of shit. What do you have to those people?
1: yeah he is a Homer. Uh, I don't know. in real time in real time, one of two things happened. I didn't think the injury was bad as it was, and obviously it was. and obviously, like Roman Pollock, I've made fun of him on this podcast before, but he's kind of a cool player. like it's he Roman Pollock like,
0: dude. he doesn't wear a visor like he he's like
1: he's Roman just a Polak.
0: weird dude and like he'll block shots and he's like mean, like I like Roman Pollock,
1: yeah, so. I hope, he, I hope everything works out with him and his health and he gets better. But I just think this is a lot of like fake outrage from a lot of people uh, for a lot of different reasons. Obviously, people like to get mad online to try to get like likes and retweets and shit like that, but my whole thing on this is what he basically said is so he hits the boards, he tries to hit Chris Wagner. Some Bruins fans are trying to argue that it would have been a dirty hit. I don't really think it was going to be that dirty of a hit like Chris Wagner's a pretty big boy like he would have just rubbed into the boards that's my opinion the other thing too on that is just like if you're Roman Polak you got to know that the forward knows that you're right there like Roman Polak doesn't come quietly like Roman Polak he's one of those guys that you can like hear his blades like hitting the ice when he's coming at you and you're like Jesus Christ so I don't know man The whole thing about like the hockey karma, all I think is Brickley said that he just like injured himself, self-inflicted injury. And then Jack Edwards said hockey karma, which basically means you try to hit someone you miss and you hit yourself and you injure yourself. I think that's like a totally harmless thing. It's not saying like, Oh fuck you. Like you try to hit our guy, you get injured. Ha ha ha. Like that is not what Jack Edwards did at all. I think anyone who's saying that's what he did is like stretching the truth. It was a pretty throwaway comment. Um, And the other thing, too, is Jack Edwards is experienced in this. Adam McQuaid played for us for like a decade, and he must have injured himself running into the boards like seven times, and it was never this serious. So, I mean, at the same time, I've heard Jack Edwards and Andy Brickley call Adam McQuaid hitting himself into the boards a self-inflicted injury. Like, I don't know. I just To me, it was a non-story, and I was kind of shocked that it blew up the way it did, but I love Jack Edwards even more for just standing up for himself and not just apologizing, because I kind of thought that's the type of guy he was.
0: Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool that he stuck to his guns. You mentioned that he didn't say, oh, he tried to hurt himself and like laughed about it. He did do that one time with Randy Jones, if you remember, after Randy Jones pretty much killed Patrice Bergeron, then Lucic ran him into the boards, the Flyers fans were complaining. He goes, oh, and they want a penalty for that. <laughs> so that has happened. And I think Yeah, but
1: that was well deserved. That's different. Roman Polak never did that to a bruin. Randy Jones killed Patrice Bergeron.
0: Yeah. No, I what I'm trying to say is like, could you imagine if he said that like now?
1: No, that would not that would not go over well. No, and that wasn't even that long ago. Like Patrice Bergeron has been in the league that long, has he? No, that was probably like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. So it was like a decade ago. So I guess it has been a while. Shit. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I agree. I think I agree with you. The only thing I disagree with you is I think it kind of would have been a dirty hit on Wagner because it wasn't – he wasn't like a hit and pin, and it wasn't to – it was like a lower cross check to the bottom of him. So it regardless, whatever, hope Roman Polak's doing good. I'm a big Roman Polak guy, so. Uh, in just three games, Kevin Shankirk has tied his goal total from the previous season. How shocking is
1: this? Yeah, so I guess it's kind of shocking, dude, but – Here's what I was going to say on this, and I brought this up before with Jake Gardner. Um, This is a guy who I don't think – this is the perfect guy for the Lightning to play if they want someone who's going to get them points in the regular season and then will probably be a liability in the playoffs. Yes, he's tied his goal total for three seasons. That sucks for Rangers fans, especially how pumped up Rangers fans were. Remember when this guy took a hometown discount to wear the red, white, and blue What a morbid history that
0: was! Cross tournament, just refreshing Bob McKenzie's Twitter feed over and over and over again. My phone ran out of battery at like eleven thirty in the morning.
1: (laughs) That's tough. That's tough. And then, what I was gonna say, dude, is I don't know if you caught the highlight, but my boy, I gotta throw a shout out to him. Still gonna have to follow him, Noel Chari knocked shankirk off the puck on the four check skates to the front of the net shankirk falls on two too late noel first goal of the florida panthers one that just shows noel is a great signing by the panthers two it shows shankirk still can't play big boy hockey like i'm not convinced he can be a defenseman that's really going to help the lightning i know he's going to play sheltered minutes but if you roll a third or fourth line out and you bang the body on him then that's what's going to happen like I don't know if I was a Rangers fan, I wouldn't be saying, here we go again. Like, I don't think he's going to have the same success that past Rangers have had down in Tampa.
0: No. I mean, he's also on a team that's loaded with offensive talent. So he's going to get the puck. And like the one thing that when the Rangers did get him the year before, he went to the Capitals for a trade deadline thing. He played in the playoffs. And, and I was, I was, before that happened, I was pumped that he was going to be a free agent. I thought he was going to be a Ranger. And then he we went to the Capitals and I watched a couple of the Capitals games. And you're right. Like, He's not a good def- defenseman, if that makes sense. Like he can he can put up points and stuff, but like in in terms of defending the zone and like putting in those hard minutes against good players, Kevin is gonna get walked nine times out of ten. It's that's just how it is. And then and then he got hurt with the Rangers with his knee. I think I agree with you. He's gonna put up a ton of points, but in the playoffs with a first or second line coming at him, I just don't think that's gonna end well. Fair. Um, And then the last thing in the NHL in the news, this is just really quick. Because fights don't really happen that much anymore. Uh, Sidney Crosby got in a scrap with Pierre-Luc Dubois. Uh, Dubois took a run at Jake Gensel. I don't know if you saw the video. Uh, in the offensive zone, and then the puck goes the other way. Sidney Crosby finds him in the neutral zone, gives him a whack on the wrist. Dubois turns around. They go face-to-face. And then Crosby just like, he didn't, he didn't pump him, but definitely took the better of Pierre-Luc Dubois. What do you have on this? Like, If I'm a young player in the league, and I piss off Sidney Crosby enough to drop the gloves, like, I'm kind of mortified. Because it's like Sidney Crosby, the best player in the NHL. Like, that's not, you don't want that guy hating you.
1: Yeah, I guess. I mean, the one thing I would say, though, is, like, I don't think Crosby is the type of guy that would take it personally. Like, I've seen Crosby get into a lot of battles with players that he plays with. Like, the Bruins players, like Marshawn, Bergeron, like, they've had battles, and they still like each other off the ice. Like, train with each other and stuff, so I don't think he'd be the type of person to take it personally if you, like, whooped his ass and hold, like, he might hold a grudge on the ice. My thing on this is, like, cool move on Crosby's part, but, and I know you said you'd be super intimidated, if you're pure Luke Dubois, you gotta land one shot, like, this is your chance to punch the best player in the league, like, in the face, like, I know that's kind of an intimidating thing to say, and you, like, think, like, oh, maybe maybe, like, they're going to come after me next game if I, like, tune them up or something like that. But you have the, ch- you have the and ch- chance.
0: And the only reason, sorry to cut you off, the only reason I'm saying it is because, like, there's so many hardos on Twitter right now being like, oh, I beat the shit out of Sidney Crosby. And if you, like, really think of the repercussions of beating the shit out of Sidney Crosby, that's just not good for you. But sorry, keep going.
1: Well, the, uh, and to kind of touch on that, too, Andrew Ferentz actually said his worst fight of all time was against Sidney Crosby. Like, for some reason, he just had trouble with it. I'm just saying, if you're Pierre-Luc Dubois, if you punch him in the face once, it's making every highlight reel for, like, the rest of time. Like, you got to get that shot in, dude. Like, whatever happens, I know you're, like, a top-five pick, and, like, right now you're being thrusted. Like, you got to lead the Blue Jackets to relevancy again. Like, you're that guy. And I actually like Pierre-Luc Dubois, and I think he's a good fit for Tortorella's system, too. Like, because he's willing to do stuff like this, but you just got to get that shot in. Like, that's, like... If you're a bust, like whatever happens in your career, it doesn't matter. You can always at least be the guy who like broke Sidney Crosby's nose. Yeah, I mean, put that on the mantle. Yeah, and like I like Crosby. I just think that's something you gotta fucking strive for. Like this is my chance. Yeah. And that's no, all I
0: got. No, I, I get it. I just, I, I'd be shit in my pants. I'd be like, fuck, this is a lose lose. Maybe I'm a pussy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, now let's get into a little Rangers Bruins talk real quick. Uh, well, first off, we're going to have uh, Vince, new New York uh, beat reporter, come on. We're going to have a New York Rangers podcast this week. Uh, he'll come on. We'll talk about the Rangers the first two games. Which is going to be cool. And also Steve Alicott going to be writing like a guest blog for us. I asked him some questions. So that will be also good for the New York Rangers fans. But we're 2-0 right now. Uh, Mikas Benjad has four goals, four assists. Panera and Trubin both have, Truba both have four points uh defense looked really shaky against the jets they switched up some defense combinations they look better against ottawa but again that's just ottawa uh their second line kind of looks lost capo caco really hasn't put up any points but he hasn't really had the puck like, it's, it's been kind of weird because Kreider's invisible unless he, he gets like two breakaways a game other than that he's invisible ryan Strom might not be able to keep the pace and like i just need some more caco i wish they would put him up on the fucking first line don't know if it's going to happen and then in other news, Vitaly Kratsov was hel- uh, healthied after the second game for a Hartford Wolfpack, so they sent down these these awesome kids who are supposed to be unbelievable to get huge minutes in the AHL, and Vitaly's already healthied after the fucking first game. So that's what we have on the Rangers. Do you have any questions for me, any, any input with the Rangers, anything along those lines?
1: No, I mean, I'm sure it's exciting, like, to be a Rangers fan. The one thing, um, and you're probably going to hate that I'm about to fucking say this, but I was – so I was at a wedding. The Rangers – uh, Jeff had a hat-trick last night, right? Yeah. I was at a wedding last night and like, I went through, like, I did that thing, like when you finally get home and like, you're kind of drunk and you lay in bed and you kind of go through and just like yeah. catch up on highlights and stuff when you were at like something like a fucking wedding. Um, and I found Rangers. It was like Zibanejev hat-trick. I was like, Oh, that's sick. And then, it, and then I saw they're playing the senators. I was like, well, wow, that's like just a little bit less cool. Is that fair to say? <laughs> It is less cool, but it, I think
0: it regains the coolness level because that's where he came from.
1: Yeah, like I kind of get that. Like as a Rangers fan, that's something to hold your hat on. Like, because it's like, oh, like we fleeced them for Broussard. who's played for like 75 different franchises since then. Um, but like, shit, like it was definitely a good trade, and I like Sabanjev a lot. Like, I think he's a good player. I just, it's the Senators. Like, who you guys play next?
0: Um, I don't know. I
1: just know it's Saturday. Our schedule sucks. We have like
0: three games in the first two weeks.
1: Yeah, it sucks. I'm sorry. That's like a that's like a huge tease. That's really rude of the NHL to do that.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I know. Like Coach Quinn was like really pissed off about it too, schedule wise. I don't know. Like Zbignijad, dude, he had a great year for us last year. Now you're finally putting somebody who's like an elite player with him. <laughs> Sky's the limit, man. Like, which is weird because I remember when we first got Zibanejad, we talked about this. I I remembered his name, but I never really remembered him making like big plays or anything like that. And they said that when he came from Ottawa, there was a lot of questions about like his off ice work ethic or whatever. And now he's just an absolute truck. Like I know you haven't caught any of the Rangers games. But if you if you get a chance in the next however many weeks, just watch it for like ten fifteen minutes and let me know what you think is a at, dude. Because like for the first time, I'm like holy shit, dude. This guy is real deal.
1: That's fair. I, I do want to ask you though, dude. So to switch gears a little bit, who's the f- fourth line for the Rangers?
0: Uh, well it was Anderson. Lemieux and Brendan Smith, but Anderson got moved up as the second game went on, but that's what it, what it was supposed to be.
1: Where's Greg McKegg?
0: Scratch, dude.
1: So here's my thing, dude. I don't know if you'll agree with this. Why Why is Smitty – I know you like Smitty, and I kind of like Smitty too. Why is he on your fourth line right now? Like why isn't Greg McKegg?
0: The only reason I can think that is because our defensive pairings right now – <clears throat> they got, just got switched again. But you have Stahl G- D'Angelo, who's an offensive uh, player. Uh, Truba is with Hayek. Hayek's a rookie. And Brady Shea is with Adam Fox. Adam Fox is a rookie. So if you're looking at for like a penalty kill type thing, defensive-wise, they're always going to put out Mark Stahl. doesn't make any sense to me, but they do it. They're going to put out Jacob Truba because he can shut shit down. They're probably going to put out Brady Shea because he has experience. And then after that, you have Anthony D'Angelo, Libor Hayek, and Adam Fox, all offensive well, Tony's offensive, but then you have Hayek and Fox that have never, like, played in the NHL before. So I think they put Smitty on that fourth line because he can play a little bit of forward, and they use him a lot on the penalty kills.
1: Fair. That's fair. I guess that makes sense, dude. I Just to me, it's like, in order to be successful in the NHL, you really have to have four lines that, like, like roll. And I just don't know if that fourth line, the way it's constructed right now to me, sounds like a fourth line I would, like, love.
0: 100% and it's also only two games in I think as the season goes on you're going to see Adam Fox and Hayek get some penalty kill time I think you're going to see Ryan Lindgren come up with the Rangers sooner rather than later and I think he's going to be a big penalty kill kind of guy I think they just kind of need to find it And again it's only two games into the year so as the season goes on I think you're going to see that and then I think you're going to start seeing Greg McKaig. Uh you'll see Michael Haley in games that they think are going to get chippy like with like the Islanders or the Flyers or the Devils stuff
1: like that so uh, what do you have on your Bruins? Not much, man. I honestly really don't have that much. It's been a pretty boring start to the season. They're 2-0. I saw the Stars game. Like I said, I was at a wedding last night, so I, I only caught, like, the third period of the game last night, which was kind of scary at first, but then um, scrolling through Twitter, you know how there's, like, people you respect that are, like, fans of your fan base? They were all talking about how it was, like, the most boring game of all time, so I was kind of pumped that that was the game that I had to miss early on. Who did they uh, play? Uh, they played the Coyotes, and they won one nothing.
0: Oh, I just want a stat.
1: The last 15 games the Bruins have played against Coyotes, they've won. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I don't know, man. I mean, the only good takeaway I have right now on the Bruins is Tukaras looked really good in the first game, so he's usually someone who struggles getting out of the gates. And then Halak came in the second game and pitched a shutout. So if we can run that same, like one goalie plays like 50 games, one goalie plays like 38 games or some shit like that, That's way too many games. But if they play close to each other like they did last year and Jaroslav Halak's going to put out games like that, then I'm really pumped. Like when your goalie's getting shutouts.
0: I have a question for you. Yeah. At least with the Rangers, I feel like when their backup goalie starts, for some reason they lock down D or they have the puck more. I don't know. I feel like they play better for the backup goalie. Is that something that happens in Boston?
1: Uh, I feel like it used to more. Like back when we had like – Dovin or like Chad Johnson, basically, when our goalies weren't as good, but with Jaroslav Halak, it actually looks pretty similar. Like, he actually kind of stole that game last night, so they kind of have this like comfortability with him, which like you don't usually like with your backup goalie, but it kind of plays in the opposite way where they don't change at all. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I totally get what you're saying. I like when my teams do that. Um, the only other thing I have on Bruins news is. I just wanted to mention Jeremy Lozon is a player I really like, and he's kind of buried in our defensive depth chart right now, which kind of sucks. He's in the AHL. He got in a fight in preseason. I think he just he got in a fight a couple games into the AHL regular season, too, like his first game, I'm pretty sure. He was a second-round pick. He played World Juniors. He played, He's French, but he plays like kind of a snarly two-way game, and he has a little offensive potential. I just think he's gotten buried so far in the depth chart. We're never going to see him there, so I'm throwing it out. To all our podcast listeners of different teams, I have a really strong feeling this kid's going to go in a package like a trade deadline or something. And I think whoever gets them is actually going to have a good defenseman. So I don't think it's going to be with the Bruins. And I think someone's going to be like, why do we have this 22-year-old AHL defenseman who's never played a game? But I would be pumped if I got him. He's just one of those prospects that I think is never going to wow you, but he's always going to be a bottom pair D.
0: And what's his name again?
1: Jeremy Lazan.
0: Okay. All right, cool. That's good to know. Deadline package deal, dude. You're calling it now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> call my shot. All
0: right. Now we're going to kind of get into a new segment uh, because Hal and I are both playing Beer League. We're going to call it Beer League Roundup. No music. We're just going to go right from the NHL and the news. So uh, first week of Beer League for us. Before Beer League started, if you guys all play Beer League, huge deal. Go uh, go on eBay. Search uh rolls of clear tape you can get 21 rolls of clear tape for 40 bucks which doesn't sound like a lot but you're gonna end up saving like 20 25 on tape and you're gonna have tape for the whole year so veteran move check that out my dad used to do that for me and i was like fuck i need to find this now found it huge
1: huge win for me you don't use clear though right no that's what i was gonna ask do you judge me because i don't use clear tape do you think i'm like not put together never use clear tape i think you i just use said any tape. what do you use any tape on your socks No, my shin pads just like stuck together. You must have like really good shin pads, dude. I've had them for like 10 years now, but like they, I just never had the issue of them coming undone when I was playing ever. I just,
0: I like my legs to feel like tight. I don't like them feeling loose at all. I don't know if that's, if yours feel like that, but I'd rather have them like glued to my legs.
1: Well, I don't know if all shin pads have this because like I'm a fucking idiot nowadays, but I have like my shin pad has the one like up near like the inside of your knee. It has that thing that like wraps around. You know what I'm talking about? That always got it tight enough for me. I didn't know if you thought that was just a loser move, but I just – I don't know. I've never needed it. i
0: That bewilders me, but don't change it if it's not broken, dude. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, 5-2 lead going into the third period. Your boy's got a goal and an assist, and we end up losing 6-5. They scored with like a minute left on a power play. It was a monumental blow to us. Uh, we saw all the things. People – getting hurt people gassed uh there's this new like rule in usa hockey that you're allowed to rub people out of the play so that's kind of mayhem especially the first time that you go to play that and uh i don't know played a perimeter game had a one-timer felt good went in it was a change up though like have you ever gotten like a has this ever happened to you or somebody feeds you a beautiful cross ice one time pass and you're like i'm gonna hammer this thing and you hit it and it goes like 0.5 miles an hour but it goes exactly where you want it to go because that's, that's what happened. It was one of those things Then afterwards I act like it was sick, and then the goalie came up to me in between periods, and he's like, so was that a change-up? Like, what was that? <laughs> like, dude, I fucking torqued that into the night. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, also, got an uh, invisible assist after one of our goals. Like, oh, yeah, I go, yeah, I gave him the puck. So, goal and assist for the kid. <laughs> Point well on its way. Uh, what, do you, what do you have on your beer league start?
1: I fucking hate you, dude. Uh... Yeah, dude. So this is pretty classic. My beer league was supposed to start Monday. So the day this podcast is going to get released, I got an email, a group email um, on Friday saying like, all right, like who's in for the game Monday? And like everyone's replying all. And at first I was like, this is kind of annoying, but I don't have notifications turned on for my email. Like I I go in and manually check it every couple of hours. Email?
0: There's no like, there's not a text?
1: So it's, listen, so it started as an email. I was like, this isn't that bad. And then literally a day later, we got a group text that was like, uh, new team added to the league. They're including bye weeks and redoing the schedule. It's going to start like two weeks later now. Sorry for the inconvenience. And then it was just like green text, blue text, green text, all these different text messages popping up. I was like, what the fuck? It's just so classic beer league. Like, I really thought the league I was joining was like well put together. And now. Hasn't even started yet, and I'm like, this is just literally, like, every other league I've ever been in. Um, I don't
0: think think any of them are ever run that. I mean, the one that we're in is actually pretty fucking good. But other, I know what you're talking about. Normally, you could be on your way to the rink, and it's like, oh, yeah, the other team doesn't have guys.
1: Yeah, so I actually thought about this, too, and you're probably going to think this is a really fucking dumb idea. But would you take a salary of, like, I don't know, shit, like $50,000 a year? And your only job is you're like a professional beer league commissioner where you run different people's leagues. So you, you make schedules. You do – you collect payments online. Yeah. Uh, um, you get ice time. You do all of that. But that's like – that's your job. How many different leagues? Uh, let's say five. They're run by like really rich dudes, former NHL players. It's like a legitimate league.
0: So I think the worst part of it's getting money from people.
1: Right, exactly. so but if if the league's gonna have a a paid commissioner, then you know they have to be rich. So would money really be a worry? Do you think if there's no money issues?
0: I don't think it'd be that bad, dude. you get the you get the rosters that you need, hopefully the money that you need. You contact the rink. You get a certain amount of days blocked off. I'm sure there's probably a program online that you type in fucking dates and, like, teams, and it just automatically does it for you. I don't think people actually go in and be like, oh, on this day, at this time, these two teams are playing.
1: But I feel like local beer league managers do do that. Do you know what well,
0: I mean? They're fucking idiots, if that's <laughs> a, And also, if there's not a program that does that, I'm going to talk to one of our tech guys tomorrow and get that design, because that, that would make
1: so much more. It definitely does. If you ever, like, there's always that story about how, like, there's, like, this couple, like, that lives in, like, Indiana or some shit, and they create the MLB schedule, and they, like, have, like, this crazy-ass algorithm, and, like, they have to factor in, like, all these teams, like, travel and, like, all this other stuff to come up with a schedule, and they do it for the MLB every year. It's fucking insane. No way. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, that was that part. And then the other thing I just wanted to touch on, dude, I tried to get my skates fixed, and it just fucking sucked. So. Okay. So I, I have like a toque that was like snapped basically. So I wanted new toques and my blades cause I haven't played in a couple of years, had a little surface rust on them too. So I was like, that's probably not good. I live in an area where there's not a lot of fucking hockey places and the most reputable skate sharpening place, um, is a played against sports, which is like a franchise and like, but they have like an actual, they sell like goalie equipment and shit. It's really weird. Like, it's not what you would think from play it against sports, but like you at the same time, I'm like, I'm at a fucking play it against sports. Dude, it took them – they told me it would take 24 hours. It took them like seven days and like six phone calls. I still don't know how much it's going to cost me. I haven't picked them up yet. It's just a hassle, dude. I just, miss, I just miss having a local guy with a skate sharpener, and that was about all he had. He had a skate sharpener and a dream, and he would shoot you straight. He'd say, this is when it's done. If it wasn't done, you knew that it was for an actual good reason. Um, I just miss that shit. I need a guy.
0: Now, honest question. Answer this honestly. In this group text, did you text any of them and were like, hey, do you guys have a guy? No. All right. Well, that's what you probably should do.
1: Yeah, well, here's the thing, dude. I'm the new guy. If we had already played a game, I would, but I didn't want to just come in as Mr. Needy right off the
0: bat. I don't, I don't like- Mr. Needy, dude. I think if you were to hit them up and like you were like, hey, guys, I have a broken toque. I have to get these replaced with blades. I'm going to buy them. Do you know ha- anybody who would do that? I would be like, okay, so this kid's played hockey before because he knows what a toque is.
1: Yeah, but I just don't know. I don't know these kids. I don't know if I should trust them yet.
0: I mean, they're going to be on your team, dude. Unless you're looking for a deadline deal before you play, I think you <laughs> got to give them the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> That's fair. Maybe I just have a
1: bad attitude going into the season. I didn't say it. You did.
0: All right, moving on. Now we're going to get into our Patty B hotline. Got a couple of voicemails. Take it away, Pat.
1: Hey, this is the Patty B hotline brought to you by the Morning Skate.
0: All right, thanks, Pat. So we have two voicemails this week. Here is the first one. Hey, boys. Coach here. Got a pretty good topic for you. What are your top three cities that you want to play in the NHL? And why would you
1: want to play there? And also, what type of player would you want to be? Why a superstar? All right. The mock buddy, you want to be that hometown guy, that third line grinder, looks the same body. Fight. Hold warming up
0: for the practice. Thanks, coach. All right, so he had his coach, thanks coach for calling in. Top 3 cities that we'd want to play in, why would we want to play there and what type of player would you want to be? So obviously New York Rangers, greatest city in the world, the Mecca. And if I was on the New York Rangers, I think I'd want to be a superstar. I think it'd be kinda cool to be that superstar to bring a cup to New York. Because I don't think any city parties like New York would party. There. Uh, I know Boston parties hard and shit, but like when's the last time New York's had like a legitimate like championship run? Like I feel like it would be fucking sick to win there.
1: Yeah, dude. I don't know. I hate. I fucking hate New York. So, so like, I get your, I get your point, dude. I'm just not, I'm just not with you on it. I, I, I fuck with the vision. Oh, I
0: hate the city. I hate the fucking city. The city's disgusting. But I'm a yeah. New York Rangers fan.
1: Yeah, you have to like travel in and out. Like that wouldn't be ideal to me. Um, I think he asked for like top three, didn't he?
0: Yeah. So that was my first one.
1: Oh, what else you got?
0: Um, uh, I like to play for the Lightning. Just because when you get out of practice, you can hit the beach. Actually, I take that back. I'd rather play for San Jose. There's no hurricanes over there, I don't think. So I think it'd be cool to play some hockey in the Shark Tank, go out on the beach afterwards, hang out. I think San Jose, New York.
1: And then my San third team... is inland. It's like an hour and a half from the beach. I just learned that recently. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's not coastal California.
0: All right, take that back.
1: I mean you gotta go to Oakland, it's like an hour, I guess. It's probably like an hour drive.
0: What about Anaheim? Anaheim near
1: the beach? Yeah, dude. Anaheim's like Disneyland, like California, like Laguna Beach, like
0: Oh, Anaheim, dude. (laughs) One thousand (laughs) percent. With the duck jerseys, dude, Laguna Beach, Ryan the Waves. That would be cool. You're setting yourself up for failure with that earthquake that everybody says that we're gonna have for the last like thirty years, but I'm willing to roll the dice. And then my third team, it would have to be a Canadian team, just to play in a Canadian market. Um also, if I was on Anaheim, I'd want to be, like, a third liner. I think that'd be fucking pretty cool. I wouldn't want to be a superstar of Anaheim. i just want to be, like, a fucking depth guy. And then my third one would be Canadian, Western Canada, dude, Calgary. I would love it. I think it'd be really cool They have that stampede in the summer. Johnny Goudreau looks like he does well for himself. So, the Flames, the Ducks, and the Rangers. Who do you have?
1: yeah, those are good choices, dude. I was actually I mean, I obviously I would go Bruins for my Homer pick. uh that's just like a childhood dream thing for growing up in Bangor for my for my second one. For my second one, dude, I was actually thinking Calgary too cause I was thinking Western Canada. I'll flip it up and I'll go Vancouver. The only reason i say Vancouver, it's actually like well it seems like a cool ass city. It's kinda got like that New England vibes just on the other side. So I could get down with that. I also think like if you're looking at Vancouver, Calgary, obviously they have like the crazy hockey media, but it's not Toronto and it's and it's not Montreal. So like it's not that bad. And you're not dealing with the Edmonton bullshit. So I would be happy in either of those franchises. I think I think if you really love hockey and like you wanna be like where it is, that would be sick. Um my third pick, I'm I'm gonna go off the reservation a little bit. I'm gonna go Seattle. Um, I'd like to be on. I'll go on that expansion team. Um, maybe have a couple shitty years. I also think Seattle's a cool city. Like I hate like the Seahawks, but you always see their fans are fucking insane. It seems like they're a town that like really gets behind their teams. So I think Seattle would be sick. Um, the other thing too on that is I'll just kind of transition right in there. If I was on Seattle. Um, I would want to be, like, a role guy. I would want to be there from the beginnings. They're not going to be like Vegas. The NHL isn't going to hand them the league on a fucking poo-poo platter. It's going to be a little bit harder, so they're going to have years of grinding, and I'd like to be a part of that first core. Kind of like when you look back at, like, David Legwand and shit back in, like, Nashville. Like, those guys who just grinded out for those shitty teams. That's what I want. Uh, maybe even, like, mix in, like, an assistant captain when you're last place in the league. Like, just because you're, like like, so much in the locker room and in like the town is like a local, like penalty killer. I think that would be sick. And then to top it off nowadays, like I think we've talked about this kid before. Cause I think he has a sick name Colton Sissons. He signed that seven year, $20 million deal. I would love a deal like that. You got that security for that many years and it's still like 20 million fucking dollars and it's just spread out. And like expectations really aren't that high. Like you're never going to be the guy who's dragging people down with that high cap hit. So I want to be a third, fourth liner on Seattle, we're going to start from scratch and they're going to give me a contract that they probably shouldn't, but no one can get that mad about.
0: I like that. I'm actually going to take back my Calgary one and I'm going to give you two teams. It's a tie. Uh, Nashville would be really cool. Country music, fucking hometown of the world. I think Nashville would be really cool. And then Vegas. I think Vegas would be actually fucking sick. I know you hate the Knights, but like, can you imagine playing professional hockey in Las Vegas? I have, uh, Dude, I have no interest in ever going to Las Vegas. I hate that city and I don't know why. I don't know, dude. They have, like, those cool pool parties. Like, that's what I don't even think of, like, the casinos. I just think of, like, the pool parties, dude.
1: If anyone on this podcast thinks I would ever be at a fucking pool party in Las Vegas, and they just don't know me that well, you would thrive in that shit. I agree. And since you just did that, I'm going to switch to Calgary. That's who I really wanted to pick all along over Vancouver. I would love to be a flame. I just think the rank looks sick. So that's pretty much all I'm going on is it just looks fucking awesome there. Um, I'm good. All
0: right, our second voicemail. Here you go. Good call. Good question, Coach. Here's Patty B. Hey
1: morning, it's Patty B here. All right, question. What do you guys think about um some of those teams doing their throwback uniforms? They cool, right? Some are good, some are bad. they whatever sells jersey, sells jersey. All right, later guys. Bye.
0: Uh, throwback jerseys now. I might be out of the game. I know Vancouver are they're doing the black and like the uh golden red jerseys. I think those are sick, but I don't really know what other throwback jerseys are going on. Pat, jump in, shoot me a message. I'm not sure, but I'm into throwback jerseys. I fucking love me a good throwback jersey.
1: Do you have, like, an all-time favorite
0: throwback jersey? Um, I mean, dude, those Vancouver ones are pretty sick. I liked back when they did that. My, This might shock you, but I think if they came out with it, if they came out with that black and red Sabres jersey, I'd be fucking jacked up about. That. it. Because that's, like, Dominic Hoshik. He was my favorite goalie growing up. Like, I think the black and red Sabres jersey would move the needle.
1: Yeah, that would be sick. I agree. Um, two jerseys I really like is, like, if we, the throwback ones. I don't even know what fucking organization this is now, but if you look at the old seals, the California Golden Seals, they had, like, that gold and, like, teal. That would be a sick jersey. The other one I think people sleep on, I don't even think it really is that nice looking of a jersey. But for me, it's just, like, pure nostalgia. Like, I have so many shitty hockey cards of players I've never heard of wearing this jersey, and it's the Quebec Nordiques. Like, yeah. I think I think uh, the Avs should wear the Nordiques jerseys more often. I don't really know if that's fucking allowed or not, but I actually think those jerseys are kind of cool. They have, like, those – I don't even know what they are. You know those things I'm talking about that, like, kind of go yeah. down? Yeah. I don't know
0: yeah. what those things are called either. Hopefully, if you guys know the jerseys, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> if not, suck it. Like, sorry. But I know yeah. what you're talking about. Those are sick.
1: Yeah, that's all I got.
0: All right. Well, thank you guys for the voicemails. We appreciate it. If you want to leave one – 518-309-2595. It's 518-309-2595. Now we are going to move on to our Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros, brought to you by Laga Sports.
1: Hey, fans. This is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here.
0: Okay, guys. Last week, we sent Lee Stepniak packing, and we did it with good reason. He was around for a year. He just didn't have the same... I guess aura that Dominic Moore did. Dominic Moore just brought a little bit more to the table. So we send Lee Stepniak packing and he retires. Do we,
1: like, are we responsible for that? I don't think so, dude. I don't think there was anything we could have done to see that happening. It's very, like, the classic our podcast At the minute he retires is, like, a day or two after we literally came on this podcast and said we're no longer supporting Lee Stepniak. Mm-hmm. That's tough. But yeah dude I don't know man shout out to Lee Stepniak shout out to Dartmouth for calling you saying your blog was an article that means you're basically an Ivy League journalist at this point.
0: That's pretty cool and I think one of the, like the last thing in the blog was uh, Farewell Sweet Prince and that's what Dartmouth like quote tweeted and said the last thing is Farewell Sweet Prince stick taps to Lee Stepniak. So a little Ivy League shout out. They didn't know I went to community college for like 10 years clearly. Um so Heroes and Zero's time my, uh, my hero of the week, Kasperi Kapnan, thought this was really funny. I don't know how his stick broke, but his stick broke on a play when he was in the defensive zone. He takes the rest of his stick, and he just throws it at a defenseman. Ends up being a penalty shot for Petrie. Petrie scores. Max Domi's on the bench, and he calls him, you're a fucking idiot, whatever. He's my hero because I think every single player who's played hockey that's broken a stick or something along the lines has wanted to do that. But you know in your head if you do that, like you're going to get in trouble. But he just did it. And for all those times that I've wanted to do it, that felt good. So my hero of the week goes to cabinet.
1: Yeah, shout out. I'm not going to say the kid's full name, but I remember when I played uh, lacrosse, there was this kid, he was a long pole defenseman. His name was Jack, and he literally he literally harpooned a kid across the field with his long pole stick, Like got him like, in the head. The kid went down. It was pretty unreal for like a middle school lacrosse game. So I'll never forget that. Me personally, I would never throw a stick at someone if someone threw a stick at me. I'd be fucking furious. Um, yeah, Roger, I mean,
0: it's my Piazza all over again, dude.
1: I guess it kind of gives the captains a little bit more street cred than they had. Because really, I think, and I'm a Kapanen fan. I love Sammy Kapanen. I loved his uncle, Nico Kapanen. But, like, you don't hear the name Kapanen. <laughs> How did you love his uncle, Nico Kapanen? Who the fuck is that? Are you kidding me, dude? He was a role player for the Stars. He had fucking bleached hair. Look him up. He had bleached hair and he killed penalties, dude. You would have liked Nico Kapanen, too. He was in the league for, like, at least six years.
0: I knew Sammy Capn. I've never heard of Nico Capn. what
1: yeah, his Uncle Nico to you, dude. Uh,
0: Uncle Nico, we gotta get him on the podcast.
1: Hero of the Week, dude, I'm gonna switch it up really quick. Hero of the Week, uh, we but we were in the Fantasy Hockey League for like years, Ked recently quit. Ked and his, uh, his dad, the sheriff, used to be in the league, I just wanted to share this news. Hero of the Week is Big Red, Big Red uh, was our Fantasy Hockey guy for a little bit. Um, I think he like didn't have a laptop anymore or something like that, which I love. I, um, but big red with his second, second pick in the draft, he drafted, um, he drafted Artemi Panarin and he shouted out the sheriff and dedicated a season to him. So
0: no way. Um,
1: That's cool, dude. So so shout out big red. Um, I guess, are you, so I also want your take on this. So big red's a huge, uh, red wings fan and I think he's like going to the game or something, but he, um, his team name is Lil, Bert, um, a little off, Lil Uzi Burt, and he drafted Tyler Petuzzi. So I'm pretty excited for him on that front, too. I think that's a good name.
0: Big Red's an all-time guy, man. Like,
1: yeah. He's
0: a good good friend, good kid. He's getting married, so shout-out to Big Red. That's going to be a pretty cool thing. I think I'm getting invited to the wedding, which is going to be crazy. I can't wait for that. May wear a GoPro. That will be a legit one. But uh, shout-out Big Red. Shout-out to Sheriff, dude. That was cool. I like that.
1: Zero of the week, dude. I'm going to just continue because my zero is just right on there. So I, the reason I'm in this fantasy hockey league is because uh, I forgot to respond to the text asking who's in and who's out, and I didn't respond, so I guess ipso facto that means I was in. So I got a text the other night saying drafts in 30 minutes. Did the draft. I was like pretty – felt really good about my team. I only draft – we do this thing in this league, like you get three goalie spots. So I drafted two goalies, and then my game plan – was to have a third rover goalie. It's like a classic KED move where you just pick up backups that are playing all week.
0: That wasn't a, that wasn't a KED move. That was a Sheriff move. He founded that thing and, and rode that wave to a championship. And yeah. then I did it next year.
1: So, so that was a great move, but I will say this. Um, literally after the draft, I started setting my lineup for the rest of the week, and as soon as I realized I had to keep figuring out what goalie was going to be starting and adding and dropping, I was out. So... I've already kind of come to the conclusion that my season is over. I really like my team, and I'm gonna say it right now we have the potential to be a championship team, but we're just not gonna put the effort in to find out. You know that that effort takes like you search left wing lock,
0: the thing pops up, and then you add and subtract a goal. It would it takes two minutes tops.
1: It just feels like a chore to me, dude. I don't know.
0: Well, think of it this way how many times do you take a dump a day? Just do it when you take a dump.
1: You yeah, take a dump before the I, time start. I don't usually like to think too much when I take a shit. Okay. <laughs> so,
0: you have too much other shit going on. Yeah,
1: it's more of like a time for me to just like scroll like the internet. I'm not trying to actually do research. Oh, shit.
0: you're already on your phone on the internet. Yeah, what an inconvenience, Hal.
1: <laughs> it is, dude, because then I'd, have to, I'd be on my phone, so I'd have to pull up separate browsers and stuff, to go to that like startinghockeylineups.com, which never really seems that reputable. I don't know. I'm just out on it, dude.
0: All right, man. Uh, my you
1: see not in the league, dude, so why don't you get out of my face?
0: I'm, I'm out of the league, dude. I didn't really want to get reminded about some things, all right? The best yeah,
1: best abilities availability, dude. I am fucking there. All
0: right. I, I can't. Yo, honestly, I can't believe that, like, they hit you up a half hour before this thing
1: started and, like, you did it. That yeah. my the Bruins were playing, dude. I was, like... It was one of those things. Usually when I do like a fantasy draft, like football, hockey, like I'm really into it. Like I'll set like my queue up. Like I will find everyone that I want, try to project where they'll go. I just wasn't even looking. Like it was like the 11th round and I was flipping through the TV and, and Hint sco- Rope Hint scored a goal. And I was like, well, shit, I need Rope Hint. So I drafted him and I was just kind of like going through it that way, just trying to figure it out. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I just, it's tough.
0: Real quick before you be my zero. The worst thing about fantasy hockey is that the drafts take, like, eight hours.
1: Well, I will say this, dude. Um, About It was, like, the fourth pick of the draft, and I think we were, like, 15 minutes in, and I said, pace of play, boys. Like, let's pick it up. And credit to the league. They picked it up. I swear to God, like, no one took more than 30 seconds after that. Like, I don't know. I've never felt like I've actually done something more. It could have just been that, like, after that point people were, like, more set and just kind of gun blazing. But I'm going to take credit for that. You lit a fire, dude. Pace of play. Pick it up, boys.
0: All right, man. My, uh, my zero of the week goes to the Calgary Flames. They posted this really cool picture of uh, Matthew Chuck scoring a goal, celebrating. Well, where he's standing on the ice, in the background on the boards, there's a Heinz ketchup ad. So it literally looks like he's standing with his hands up, and the ketchup ad looks like the shaft, and it's jizzing ketchup. And somebody must have said it to him. They deleted it. You can't delete a tweet like that, man. Like, yeah, you might have made a mistake. But once that's up and that's live and that funny,
1: can't do that. That's a tough look, dude. I didn't know that happened. Um, yeah. Dude, I don't know. I mean, that sounds like a great photo. Do you have that photo? Did someone like screenshot it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 live on the internet.
1: That's right. another thing. Like, dude, it's
0: already live. Like, look, Yeah, it's
1: so. not like it's going to go away. And it's also, like, from the Calgary Flames standpoint, like, it's going to go viral and people are going to think it's funny. But that, like, wasn't, it wasn't their intention. Like, the caption wasn't, like, Kachuk has a boner, right?
0: No, it wasn't. It was, in fact, not that.
1: So if it was, like, just accidentally funny, like, there's no, no one could blame, like, the, the Flames. It would have been funny if
0: it was that picture with, like, that
1: smirk emoji. Yeah. Like, it. Dude, I this is like super off the rails, but I just want to get this out there. So I don't know if you saw this, but I just thinking about teams like apologizing and doing stuff to take stuff down. So the Calgary Flames took this down because the photo looked like a guy had a boner of a ketchup bottle the Kansas Kansas Jayhawks basketball team and this is super out there cuz I never follow basketball at all they got like suspended they like got like in trouble with the NCAA and they had like a, a pep rally for their like fans before the season started and Snoop Dogg performed and there was like girls like on poles like twerking and stuff and basically and like people complained and all Kansas said was like sorry <laughs> <laughs> us for that yeah so like, Are we like one fans? team we out, like why can one, like, college team have, like, is it just because it's Kansas have, like, strippers and then an the NHL team has a picture of a boner and they delete it, like, a fake ball? I,
0: I, I, think, I think it was Calgary's just kind of, they're they're a clean-cut organization where Kansas, yeah. clearly, the rails have gone off there. That's and they're, just, they're like, you know what? You've suspended all of us. We're going to get some twerking.
1: Yeah, dude, and I think, I guess that's true. But Calgary's like cowboy land. You know what I mean?
0: Exactly. So they would have loved that picture. That yeah. picture is like, so you should Google. It's fucking funny.
1: Right, I'll like, look it he's,
0: up he's, he's standing with his arms above his head, like after he scores a goal, and the way the, the way his body is, it looks like the ketchup is, is is is, and it's just like ketchup.
1: Dude, here's the other thing, really quick. Um, I'm never gonna be able to spell the name Kachuk on the first try. It is so hard to me. <laughs> I don't know why. I just have to remember T K
0: H U K, dude. It, always, it's hard, but once you get it, it's like riding a bike.
1: I just wanna throw a couple of like Z's in like I always wanna throw a couple Z's in there, dude. I just I don't know why. It feels right.
0: Z Z Z Z, Z dude. Lil Wayne, right. shout out. All right, so that were that was our Log of Sports, uh Dominic Morris here is in zero. So now we're gonna move on to our last segment. Three stars of the week.
1: All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three star selectors are Stars of the hockey scene, wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey.
0: All right, three stars time. Guys, we touched on this back in NHL in the news. Now we're going to really dive into this. Green Day is doing the Wednesday night rivalry slash NBC slash whatever song the NHL plays. Uh, So what we're going to do is give you our top three people that we would want to see do the Wednesday night song. So my third star, why not Carrie Underwood? She already does the NFL one. She's married to Mike Fisher. She's hot as hell. I, that just seems like a no brainer. Unless there's like contractual obligations with her in the NFL, like why wouldn't it be Carrie Underwood? And then if it is Carrie Underwood, she could just do all four major sports.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a good point, dude. I mean, she could literally just like change the words to her like Monday Night Football song and just be like, right?
0: She just monopolizes the game.
1: Because isn't that also isn't that also Monday Night football's on NBC, isn't it? Like that's the same network.
0: No, it's not ESPN.
1: Fuck, I don't know, probably. Damn it. I don't know, man. I, I've been Watching so long, so many year, two, and
0: two, No, two and three Giants.
1: Yeah, you're right. Sunday Night Football is on NBC. I think that's probably why I got confused. So, good point on that. Carrie Underwood's probably out of the question, but she would be a great pick. Um, my number three, dude, we always rag on teams uh, or on the NHL for picking shitty singers and stuff. And there's no one who epitomizes NHL singer quite like Nickelback. They get a lot of heat, but I like them. Um,
0: I, like- I mean, I don't, like,
1: love them. I like them kind of, like, an ironic way. Like, if you put it on, I have a few beers in me. Like, I will enjoy the song. Thoroughly- Same, with-
0: Same with Creed. They have their own genre of just, like,
1: music. Right, but I would never, like, put my headphones in at, like, the office and start typing something and, like, be listening to, like, a Nickelback song. I don't think that plays either.
0: You've never Spotify Nickelback,
1: dude? No, <laughs> oh, dude, I haven't. I've never done that. Um, and I probably never will, but I think that would be a great pick for number three.
0: All right. I, I, I like it. I'm going to Spotify him tomorrow. My number two, this girl's a little lost right now. She's a country singer, and then she was a rapper. She was uh, dating Hensworth. They broke up. She started dating this one girl. I think they just broke up. Miley Cyrus is a little lost. It's been a long time since she's come out with the banger. I think this could revolutionize her career as as an artist. I think if you put Miley Cyrus out there and you, you have her come up with a beat, who knows, man? And people forget one of her songs was the Flyers' win song, wasn't it? Not a win song, but it was, it was in the, uh, that 24-7 thing that they did. I, Actually, I it might have I, been their win song. Let me look that up. But what do you have on Miley Cyrus?
1: I don't have a ton on Miley Cyrus, dude. I mean, it's a good selection. I wouldn't hate it. I just don't know. I could, it's funny because I feel like the NHL fans, they would just take that completely the wrong way and hate it even more than like some no-name anybody. They definitely would. Yeah. So I don't know. That's a good pick. Let me know what you got on Miley Cyrus. Um, I think I was wrong. I don't think that happened. Cool. Perfect. All right. So my number two. Um, I I originally was gonna say Biscuit, but I really had no information on why I wanted Biscuit to be it. Although I, I love will say, Limp Bizkit, dude, that's a good number two. Well, then I'll just stick with it because my thought process behind this. Um, and I don't know how many of you guys played this song or game out there, but NHL Hits, when you would play NHL Hits back in the day, you would load your game up, and you know how there's always like the intro that like you always skip over in like video games where it like shows it? The intro to that was like, keep rolling, and it was the only one I ever played, because it looked like a Don Cherry highlight video, and they just put Limp Biscuit over it and he was screaming, keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Uh, I would be about that. I think if they just played that song over highlights, I'd be in.
0: With Radman? you ever <laughs> listen to the remix, the urban assault one? It's
1: fucking
0: awesome.
1: No, no, so right now I've got Nickelback as three and Limp Bizkit as two, so it's not looking great. What do you What do you have for one?
0: You party, dude. Uh, my number <laughs> one star. Red Hot Chili Peppers, dude. I feel like that would kind of play with all sorts of audiences. They could get some rock going. You get some little softness for the softer type people. I think Red Hot Chili Peppers kind of play both ends of the spectrum. This is like my most like real one. I think if they came out with that, I, I would have been way more excited if Red Hot Chili Peppers was partnering with the NHL than Green Day.
1: That's fair. I The one thing I will say on this, and it's kind of funny you just said that at the end. I feel like it's kind of a similar situation. Like, both kind of, like, came in. They came in in, like, a different music scene, but they kind of, like, reached pop status, too, just like Green Day did. Kind of, like, at the same time when they are kind of washed up and, like, not as cool. So it's kind of almost like a wash to me. Um, But you're right. Maybe they're, like, a little more mellow and a little less fuck the establishment than Green Day. That could be positive for the fans at home. Fair. A little bit less eyeliner. Uh, Thank God. My number one, uh, if you've listened to the podcast before, uh, DJ Zumi is our our DJ. Um, I just want him to fire up the aux cord. I don't know. Just, like, have a video of him live in his apartment, just going through his iTunes and pressing play on something, and then just show a couple highlights. There's nothing better when DJ
0: Zumi goes on vacation and he sends you a Snapchat video of him, like, with his iPod plugged in with the aux cord and a couple of pots and pans and him pretending like he's doing the turntables.
1: Yeah, you know, like – you know, like back in the day, like in like the early two thousands, when there's always like talk shows or or like reality shows or like Nick Cannon's and Out, they always had like a really like shitty DJ pretending to like go waka waka, like getting ready to play it. He would be perfect for that role. Yeah, he would. You be. Know what they should do even better. They should have an in studio DJ like with like Jr. and Mike Milberry, and just be like just get it super corny and just like fucking throwing remixes and dropping beats.
0: Just like kids, Bob,
1: dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's what I got.
0: All right, so those are our three stars of the week, and that's this week's podcast. It was a pretty good one. Uh, again, we have Vince coming on later this week to talk Rangers. If you guys are still listening, leave us a review. They're always greatly appreciated. Follow us on Twitter and, and Instagram, morning underscore skate. I'm going to really try to do one podcast like this a week and then do a podcast where we're going to interview people, so we've been reaching out to a ton of people. We have some pretty cool names that said that they were interested in coming on, so hopefully we can make that happen.
1: Hal, what else do you have? Anything about That's it, man. It's a good week. Oh, did you want to announce, too? Just because we have to put him on the spot. I think Feverboy Rex said he would do the podcast next week.
0: That is true. So, Jim Big Daddy, I know you're listening, dude. Feverboy Rex is coming back. He's a fan favorite, always has been, so... Well, we'll get him back on the pod. Maybe get a couple glasses of red in him, and we'll see. See how that goes. Ride that wave. Hell yeah! <laughs> All right, guys. Until next week. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you guys, and uh, have a good week.